Hello and welcome to the Hoop Troop Podcast. I am Matt O'Connor and joining me as he does on all of our shows is my cousin Luke Drobner. Hello guys. And back once again is my brother Mike O'Connor. Hey. And the season's over. So I'm officially free of the Knicks for a little while. So as you can, if for those watching on YouTube, I'm wearing my Mets shirt because it's baseball season, baby. Um, but for everyone else whose teams are actually good, it's playoff season. We got some playoffs coming up, guys, tomorrow. Big time. Yeah, we got the playing games. Yeah, I mean, I guess that doesn't count as the playoffs, but it's postseason <laughs> basketball as well. It almost, doesn't, it almost doesn't feel like it's happening. It feels like it's happened so quickly. No, because like, isn't it kind of obvious who's going to win the playing games? Am I? Why? What are the games tomorrow? All right. So I will walk us through the games tomorrow. And it, ha- it has gone very quick, Mike. I feel like the season blew by. I feel like it was just yesterday where we're like, we were like, oh, the Lakers are in third place in the West, but it doesn't look good. And now they're not even in the playoffs. They're not even. Hold on. LeBron's already in Cancun. Oh, it's a whole first, first one. First one in at, first one in at media day. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah, we'll see what goes on. All right, let's walk through these playing games. So tomorrow's games, we have the Nets playing the Cavaliers in Brooklyn. That could win Nets. Jared Allen is not playing. Um, That game is going to be a net win by a good fifteen points. Would be my guess. Are they who on that team is stopping Kevin Durant in Brooklyn? No one. No one. That team stopping Kyrie Irving. No one. Exactly. And. Oh, Michael, what is what is your skepticism? I feel I just, like this is the most obvious, like very clear Brooklyn win. I just think they're tough. I don't, I, I think the Cavs are tough. They are, but like not not that tough. Not good enough to beat that team with that star power. I love, Look, I like. I, mean, I think it'll be. I like. I, I like a, a lot of what they have. Mobley. I like everything that they have going. Kevin Love, I think, I, which I know we're going to get to the season awards at the end of this. Like Kevin Love, very easily could be sixth man of the year. No, like. Why not? But whatever. Well, I'm going to save that. We're going to get back to that. Um, but like, I, they're a good team. Oh, damn. But like, I they're could... not better than the Nets. I'm not talking about the Nets not winning. I'm more talking as a consumer. Like tomorrow night, I I really want to enjoy the games. And oh, definitely. I'll, I'll be I'll be watching. I think I don't think it'll. I don't think Nets Cavs is going to be a bad game. Do you think it's going to be a bad game? Well, it's a I bad think... game. The Nets win by 15. I think That's... they win by 10 to 15. Would be That's... my guess. But viewer, I'm not saying they're up yeah. by that much the entire game. I think that's just how it ends. I think it's a close game. Nets put them away. I think four minutes to go, Nets go up by 12, and that's game. Yeah. And that's about a weird thing this year, though, where they come out slow. And, like, I guess now that it's, like, the games matter, they probably won't do that. But, like, they've trailed early in a lot of games. So, like, I don't know. If the Cavs come out and just punch them in the nose, maybe not. But even then, like, am I going to count out the fact that Kyrie and KD are going to combine for like 70 points? No. Wait, is Patty, Patty Mills is the uh, points per game leader on the Brooklyn Nets because KD and Kyrie haven't played enough games this year? It's hilarious. That's actually awesome. I didn't realize that. I mean, he's like, a, but that's the thing. Like, even when you get down to the Nets bench, like, no, they're not like the deepest team in the league, but they're. You pull Patty Mills in, that's great. You have the the versatility at, with big men with Drummond, Claxton, and then I mean I don't necessarily want to count him, but Lamarcus. Like zero they have enough going forward on. depth. Zero yeah. forward depth. Name oh. someone besides Kevin Durant who plays forward on that team. Yes, exactly. I mean, tech, I guess they do play um, Brown a little bit bigger. So like, yeah, but he's but small. no, he's, he's not like a true power forward. Five. Exactly. So uh, yeah, yeah, it's 
I guess this is a weird matchup for them because the Cavs are huge, but I don't, I don't see any scenario where. Well, I think – go, Mike. Especially with Jared Allen out. Like, I think if Jared Allen was in, you could have a different conversation about this game. I'm just looking at the Cavs lineup. They're yeah. really solid. Like, a Coro, too, is, is length that I don't know – you know, I think you could throw a lot of different combos on Kevin Durant. And um, I think – same with Kyrie. I think you could definitely float different people on him, like switch – Garland, like maybe Levert on a switch. Like I think there's capable length. I think Mobley's going to get the assignment, but I'm, I don't think Mobley's do? enough to. Yeah, I do. I think I think this is. A, I think the Cavs should look at this like there's no way we were ever going to make it out of the first. Like let's say it's back to the old playoff format where seven's not playing two. Right. They'd be playing the be Celtics. Out. Right, they'd be out anyway. So they should take this playing game as if it was like a four game series, and they should just let their guys play playoff basketball. You should give Evan Mobley this assignment and be like, look, this is what it means to play playoff basketball. Like this should be a huge learning moment for some of these guys on this roster. Which it will be. And I mean, we're only looking at the first playing game because they're the eight. So they're going to, even if they lose, they have another crack to become the eight seed, like the overall eight seed in the playoffs. True. So but, yeah, it wasn't even. That was right. And so, I mean, I think we all agree the Nets are going to win that game. But then you look at the other playing game in the East, and this is on Wednesday night, um, the Hawks and Hornets. Uh-oh. I expect the Hawks to win that game. I'd kind of be surprised if they don't. And then I... I, I still think that's going to be a good game. I think that's going to yes. be... Like, I, <coughs> are you I entertained like all these by that? Very tight. Are you entertained what? by that matchup? Do you think that'll 100%. be... 100%. Trey Young, LaMelo, come on. That's a, Yeah, that's a good game. It is fun. I mean, like, there's also just like a winner go home postseason game. Like, that's very fun to me. So, you could pretty much put anyone in those games and I'd watch. Um, granted, I'm not like this casual NBA fan, so I don't know. Um, but yeah, the Hawks have a ton of star power. Kevin Knox, of course. Um, uh, yes. But no, like, I, I think between everyone on the Hawks who got them to the West or the Eastern Conference final last year, and then the Hornets with LaMelo, Bridges, I mean, Gordon Hayward's out for this, but still, like, they do Hawks have, like, list. a very... Yeah. I mean, they have... Hawks they have list a... Kevin Knox at, as the fifth power forward on their roster. Oh, yeah, he's atrocious and should never play in postseason <laughs> oh my God. basketball. But fine, whatever. Um, Drafted ninth overall, and this is yeah, what you get. I know. Um, but anyway, it's my point. Let's say whoever wins that, I'm going to say for argument's sake, it is the Hawks, because just... Uh, they got to the Eastern Conference Final last year. I've giving Hawks, them the benefit Cavs. of the doubt. Right. Hawks, Cavs, maybe the size is more of a factor against that team. You know, I, I don't think... Like you mean you mean the Hawks are going to struggle against the Cavs? Potentially. I don't, I don't think it's a guarantee. And maybe Jared Allen plays in that second game. Um, so, you know, I don't want to rule that out. I do think that would be a very fun game to watch because I don't think it's a guarantee one way or another. But once again, like... They got to the Eastern Conference final last year. How am I not putting my money on the Hawks? I have to. No, I, I, and I agree with you. I think it's the Hawks to lose. And I like if the Hawks ended up playing well at the beginning of the year, uh, they'd be in a different situation. It might be the six seed or the five seed. They definitely underachieved this year. And there's definitely a feeling that it's, if the Hawks don't make the playoffs, it's, it was a bad year. It was a down year. They need to regroup. They need to figure out what to do. Um, I, can see them. I, like, I think the Cavs are a good team. And I, I, think, I think overall, I think the play is going to be very entertaining. 
for sure. But... I mean, and right. And I think it does it, kind of the point you're just making about the Hawks. I think for, you know, two of the four teams in the East, if they don't get in, which I don't think is going to happen. I think if the Hawks and Brooklyn <laughs> don't get in, they're going to make some serious changes this off season to like revamp their roster. And maybe in Brooklyn's case, it's just having Ben Simmons active. Um, but maybe. I mean, I, I think it's I, big I, wake up calls. If you can't get into the playoffs in that position, when you're supposed to be these title contenders, more so Brooklyn than the Hawks. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, but the Hawks should be a playoff team. They should. Their, their team is talented enough. That they should. So I do think that they would need to go in and just say, Hey, we got to make some changes here. You know, I think selling's got to give, maybe they do finally get rid of John Collins. I don't know, but that's only if they don't get in, if they do get in, maybe it's a different situation. I think, uh, I think the Hawks are missing a wing scorer. I don't think DeAndre Hunter gets it done. Kevin Carter, I don't think is a scorer, but more of a shooter maybe. And Bojan Bogdanovic, I don't think his, Bogdan Bogdanovic, I don't think his contract has uh, been as valuable as they hoped it was. I think he played really well in Sacramento. He showed a lot of what he could do. Now that he's here in the Hawks, I'm not 100% sure if he's doing what he was doing in Sacramento. I don't keep track of him that hard. So, Yeah. I mean, no, I I do. And again, I I don't want to put the cart before the horse. Like, I think we need to see what happens in these playing games. Um, Yeah. But I think that's certainly on the horizon, potentially. Um, Yeah, I mean, last last year, Bogdanovich shot 47% from the field and 44% from three. This year, they're both down to 43% from the field and 37 from the three-point line. Right. And... I mean, this is closer to what he was doing in Sacramento. In Sacramento, he really wasn't that efficient. Last year, he played really, really well. This year, he's been kind of back to himself. So, yeah. Um, maybe part of it was just he was overvalued in free agency. Who knows? I'm pretty sure he's a big contract. I mean, it cost the Bucks a pick, you know, like they, they got yeah, docked because that tampering. Um, so, I think everyone kind of expected him to be better than he has been. Um, and maybe that is just, you know, you're playing on the Kings. A lot of their games are essentially meaningless. And it's just like, mm-hmm. I don't want to call him empty stats because he's a good player. But right. I think there could be a little inflation there by like just good player on a bad team. Um, but all right. So let's yeah. rather than dive into like the Hawks potential offseason troubles, because I think that's we can tackle that in the offseason. Sure. Let's take a look at the Western Conference play in now. We got tomorrow night. Uh, the the first game is Clippers Timberwolves. I don't know who wins this game. My heart got to be the Timberwolves. My heart is with the Wolves. You think? I want, I want that so badly. So I mean, badly. yeah, I would prefer that too, but I don't know that it's going to happen. The Clippers are good. Clippers are really good. The Clippers are really good. They have Paul George and Norman Powell back. Like they're. Why would I? I, I think... wouldn't definitively say that. Minnesota is going to win that game. I don't. I don't think it's definitive. I just want it to happen. I'm my. I just. Ugh. One one thing they do have going for them is it, it is in Minnesota, and I know that's not like a a huge thing in the NBA, but home court does matter to a degree. So if that is like the the one little it's differentiator a, between um, these two teams, and I have that revenge game or a little playoff P, maybe I don't know. And I'll just say I think the in the West. It's. I think it's fairly crucial to be the seven seed. Memphis is really good, but oh god, you don't want to play Phoenix. No, yeah. you do so not want to be the eight. I think being the seven is crucial. Like Minnesota, if they had to play Memphis, I think you have an even better chance of getting past a two seed and moving yeah. on. 
So, I mean, if uh, it's going to be hard to get past the Suns, it's going to be hard to get past the Warriors. I think, yeah, and maybe so, not so much the Warriors because Curry's out, but. But so let's say for argument's sake, because our hearts are all in it, let's say the Timberwolves win that game. Sure. That means the Clippers go on to play the winner of Pelicans Spurs. Which has got to be the Spurs. No, but... <laughs> I think I think the Pelicans. The Pelicans have been like one of the better teams since the deadline. As been... far as like these play-in teams. No, I'm not saying like okay. in the NBA as a whole. Um, so I do. I, I think... I think the Pelicans win that. I think the Pelicans could get in. Is that insane? Tell me more. I, I I don't like the Pelicans. I think they have a lot of great players. I think they need Zion back. I mean, of course, but at the same time, like the, the Timberwolves are great. Like they're good in their own right. But I I I, I trust Cat and Anthony Edwards way more than I trust CJ McCollum and Brandon Ingram. Yeah, but I just I. Yeah, maybe that's the case. I mean, I just I trust CJ more than I trust D'Angelo Russell on the outside. We've never <laughs> seen Anthony Edwards in any postseason play. Like, I just I am not inclined to think uh, that. It's so hard to doubt Anthony Edwards with the confidence and the swagger around him. I like if there's one thing Anthony Edwards is going to do, it's going to be being better in high pressure situations. Maybe, but I don't know. Like, think about the way that these teams match up. If if that is the case, this is the plan. You're gonna have how do, you're gonna have Valanciunas on Cat, which honestly, as far as centers that you're sticking on Cat go, like that's a not the worst thing if you're the Pelicans. I if Cat was a post up big, I'd be concerned because I don't think Cat and Valanciunas match up well in the post. But Cat is so unique the way he uh, finds his offense. He's more of like uh, a forward than he is a center. Sure. And right, I, just, but I, I, like, I, don't, I don't think Valanciunas has the mobility to play a player like Cat or a Jaron Jackson or, you know. Sure, but not many centers do. I'm saying as far as just, you know, some of some of the centers in the Western Conference go, I actually don't think Valanciunas is that much of a negative defensively against Cat when Cat's going to be on the perimeter and shooting threes and that sort of thing. I think he's mobile enough where it would be okay. Like, and then, obviously, but that what are your other the, matchups? So I think, well, I guess realistically, they're not going to put D'Angelo Russell on McCollum, even though that's kind of the, the Pat, Pelicans Pat have been playing a little the, bit. In there. Does he start though? The defensive matchup. He does start. All right, so they're gonna they're gonna put him on CJ. I take CJ ten times out of ten in that matchup. A hundred percent. I think as okay. aggressive and like, I don't know, good as Pat Bev is, I. I don't think he, it's enough. Then I think it we do get CJ McCollum. I don't think he stops CJ McCollum. No way. Okay. No way he does. You think so? I think Pat Bev makes a difference. I'm not oh going to say, God. I'm not saying that, that CJ McCollum will have 20, 30 points. Pat Bev will make it difficult for CJ to get 20, 30 points. I mean, it's maybe. not like, it's not like CJ's like Luka Doncic or Kevin Durant. He's, he's a smaller guard. Don't get me wrong, CJ's great in his own right, but I think Pat Bev will have a much easier time guarding CJ McCollum than he will Luka Doncic. Well, of course, but at that same at that same rate, CJ's like an elite offensive player, and then we can say what we want we want about his defense that obviously is lacking, but on offense, he's like one of the harder players to stop. Like he's so good at getting his own shot and creating offense that like. 
I just don't. I've never believed Pat Bev was that great defensively. I thought it's always been the case of like being. I don't vocal think he's a great defender. I, right, I, but that's no, my point. it's a bother. Like if you play, if you go and play pickup basketball, and the the dude's just like barking it, at you, it's just an asshole. It, it's just, yeah, it, it throws it throws you off your game. Maybe it really, really does. So yeah. like, it, it makes you uncomfortable. Pat Bev's not going to stop you defensively, but he's going to make you uncomfortable. Maybe that means you have to take an extra three, four shots to get your 25, but that extra three, four shots just might be enough to have the Timberwolves win. Yeah. Then I want to get to the third matchup because maybe this is the differentiator because now we're saying the first goes to Cat, the second goes to CJ. I think the third is a toss-up between Edwards and um, Brandon Ingram. I could see that matchup going either way. I see it as a neutral matchup. I think Anthony Edwards is a, has the ability to score on Brandon Ingram, and I think Brandon Ingram has the ability to score on Anthony Edwards. But so then why are we so set on the Timberwolves winning this game? Why am I the only one who thinks the Pelicans could pull it off? Because because I think... Go. I think it's just optics. I think it's just general like buzz around the NBA. Like The Pelicans are... It has just been for so long that the Pelicans are garbage and Zion's questionable and heavy. I think it's just the narrative around, the, around New Orleans versus a 10, 10 wins over 500 Minnesota team being like the surprise and like a pleasant thing. It's just the way that the narrative is I, in my or, brain. Or the narrative is the Pelicans haven't had Zion all year. They trade for CJ McCollum and now they're a playoff team. Imagine what happens when Zion comes back. Boom. Narrative. Well, Zion's not back. And they're, next 10, season, they're 10 wins under 500. Yeah, they're pretty bad. But I, they, I, if you look I, at I, that's the, most of that. They the need Zion season. back. I, I I honestly think if Zion was healthy and playing basketball for the New Orleans Pelicans, they'd be a playoff team, maybe well, even out of the play-in. But yeah, All I right. don't think they have it this year. Fine. It's gonna it, it, it comes down to Clippers. It's gonna be Clippers and Timberwolves. It's gonna be one of them in I the seven eight, whatever it might be. Yeah. So yeah, what, however it shakes out. And the vibe I'm getting from Matthew is the Clippers beat the Timberwolves. Is I'm guessing how you're feeling. I, That's kind of how I'd, I feel. I'd want the Timberwolves to win just because I think it would be fun. Right, I agree. Either and and I and neither the Pelicans or the Spurs are good enough to beat the Clippers. We can right. say that right now. There's yeah, a chance exactly. they might be the Timberwolves because we're not really sure. But if the Clippers end up losing that first game, it'll be Clippers 100. I think Todd George is incredible. I remember that first game he came back. And I was like, oh, the Clippers are done. They went down right. by like 20. I turned the game off. I was like, Paul George is just getting back into like a warm up. And then when I woke up the next it's morning, and I saw the, yeah. And, and so I, I just, and with Norman Powell coming back, it just makes it easier. And yeah, I really hope Kawhi could come back because I, I think the team could be special. I think they have a great roster. So, and it's, it's lethal. I mean, it's the worst nightmare if you're a Memphis Grizzlies fan. Worst. Yeah, Terrible. it's kind of like 100. Kind of like the Celtics having to play the Nets in the first round. Yeah, it's really bad. So, and I think Ty Lue's a great coach. I want to add that too. When he was in Cleveland the, with yeah. LeBron, I was like, it's LeBron's show. But now that Ty Lue's kind of had his own thing, you kind of see the genius of Ty Lue. I said the same thing about Eric Spolstra. Very wrong there. Said the same thing about uh, Ty Lue. Once again, very wrong. Like as much as I thought they were just LeBron props, although Vogel just got axed. Um, <laughs> like not yet, I do think they are. He hasn't. No, it's fired. officially today. Although everyone, the uh, joke is that no one even told Vogel. They just announced it to the media that he's fired. Yeah, um, I mean that's how it works in LA. But no, I do think that Tyloo is a great coach, and that's why I think like in these winner go home games when he does have all that playoff experience, 
I really, I do think I'm taking him. Um, but who knows? You know, the Timberwolves just extended their head coach. So um, they're clearly building something there and maybe they have it. But right, for I argument's found... sake, let's say, let's say the standings hold. I'm going I'm to give yeah. the Timberwolves the benefit of the doubt, leave them the seven, sure. then the Clippers the eight. Let's talk first round matchups. Okay. The Suns are going to beat the Clippers. I'll give the Clippers maybe, if they're lucky, two games. Maybe. I think a lot of these series go deep. Let's let's break down. You these. think Suns Clippers goes deep? Yeah, hold up. Maybe a playoffs. Let's get up a calendar so I can see these matchups easier. All right. Uh, let's start with the matchups that are already decided. Can we do that? Yeah, sure. So let's start with the four or five in the West. Let's go to Mavericks Jazz. I can't doubt Luca. I think this is the year he's winning a series. He's not playing the Clippers. He's got to do th- it. I also think that's the straw that breaks the camel's back in Utah. In Utah. I think if they lose that series, like they're either trading Gobert, Mitchell, or both. Something terrible the, is going to happen to that organization. The Knicks, the Knicks lottery pick and Julius Randle and, Deuce and a lot more. They're going to have to give up Donovan a lot Mitchell. to get Donovan Mitchell. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, they might try and get rid of Gobert first to see if they can pivot and make something else work with Mitchell. Who would um, want Gobert on that contract? I don't know. I, saw, I, saw, I actually saw, speaking of the Mavericks, I saw that they were rumored to be interested. Uh, I don't know how much you'd have to give up or what you would do to take be, that on. I think that'd be an epic fit in Dallas. With Luka? Yeah. I don't know. Pick it and, clogs the paint, rolls. though, and Luka like, does drive a lot. A lot of lobs. I think it would be maybe. I think that pick and roll would be solid, but at the same time, like uh, the crazy stats that I are coming out. Uh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Like I just I, he's I, a he's a Gobert's a rim runner, so right. You just have him do a hard roll, and yeah. you just put. You, there's three other shooters out there: Dorian Finney-Smith, Davis Bertans, and Spencer Dinwiddie. <laughs> no, no, not Spencer Dinwiddie. I know, uh, but he's Jalen on the Brunson. Team. Like, yeah, well, Brunson. Mike, Spencer... Brunson's probably going to walk. We as we talked uh, about maybe. You know, they're going to have to get rid of them. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. But anyway, I do think. Also, Dinwiddie's looked good on the Mavericks after leaving Washington. Yeah, he has. Like, I'm kind of surprised. But then again, I also think it's just anyone who plays Luka is going to look good because Luka commands so much attention. Like, Tim Hardaway looks good, which hey. I like Tim Hardaway. He's not as good as he looks. Let's, let's Hardaway say Hardaway Jr.? Yeah, of course he's not that. Um, we're ja- we're jacking threes all day. Yeah, Wait, exactly. You're telling me, you're telling me this series isn't going to six or seven. I it totally it is. is totally is going to six or seven, but the Mavs are taking it. That's kind of how I feel. And the Mavericks <laughs> since the deadline have been pretty hot because they were on the outside looking. It's a bad in, defense for them too, and they right? just they're not winning games because they're just shooting the lights out or anything. They're just playing shocked, well. They're playing good basketball. Shocked by how good their defense has been. This year, which is why Truly. they need Gobert. They'd be an elite defense if they had Gobert. They already are. I'm yeah, pretty sure they have the best defense. Yeah. Um, Do they really? I think since the deadline, they've had, if not the top one, like the top five defenses in the NBA. Are you are you calling these rosters equal? Like I would probably, but again, correct me if I'm wrong. The Jazz probably have a better roster. I'd say top to bottom, they're a little deeper. Um, but Luca, come but on. Then, but then you the star power is too much. Like that's but, too much. But we matters. have seen, we've seen Mitchell go nuclear in the playoffs though. We've seen it multiple times, like across different seasons. So like, I kind of expect that to happen again. Um, that's why this right. is but have lock. we not seen Luca go nuclear? 
Yeah. No, I, I, I totally agree. It, but that's why I think be, this is going to go six or seven. There's no way the, it doesn't. Even though it was in the bubble, the Jamal Murray, Donovan Mitchell boxing match we had was like, and I'm hoping something real. I'm hoping something we're gonna get, happens here. I think we're going to get that. Mm-hmm. I, I 100% get, think that. I think we're going to get 40-point triple doubles at a Luka. I think so, too. Kind of like what he did against the Clippers. Yes. When he was going off like that. He's going to hit He's gonna hit at least one game winner in this series. For sure. And I, I, would, I would be shocked if Mitchell doesn't do the same. I love it. <laughs> It's going to be an awesome series. That honestly might be the series I'm looking forward to most in the playoffs in the first round. I just think it's funny that we're blowing this one out of proportion. Watch it be the most standard, you know, five worst TV ratings ever. I think it's the best. I think it's the best series. But, and again, like it's not what this app is for, but God, the jazz lose this one in five. It's electric. That's part of why I'm rooting for it is because it would be it. Yeah, the fallout from that would be unreal. Fallout's crazy. Yeah, where does Quinn Snyder go? Lakers, Lakers, maybe. Like, I think the Lakers need like a winning coach. I saw. I think they're like Nick Nurse, but why would Nick? If I'm a NBA head coach who actually has job prospects, why would I ever pick the Lakers? Yeah, God, no, it's a disaster. You're being set up to fail. The Lakers is if they trade everyone. Or I'm like Alvin Gentry, and I have one job offer, and yeah. it's the Lakers. Oh, oh my God! So so, so sad. Anyway, we don't you? They're not even part of this. Nope. Um, but all, right. all right. So so all right. Gun to your head. Who are you taking? Mavs, Jazz. Mavs. Jazz. Mavs and seven. You're taking the Jazz. I'm taking the Jazz and seven. I just think they're probably still better, and Luka Doncic is still in that. Jordan era where he couldn't get past the Pistons, like maybe I think I'm, I, I'm taking the Mavs here. It's not I the Pistons, it's the Clippers. It, the Clippers are Lucas Pistons. Yes, it's no, he's not playing. And he doesn't Clippers. have to face him right now. I'm going Jazz in seven. All right, and I don't so, like it. I'm not. So happy let's move think. on. Let's move on to the next series. Wait, 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 what's your prediction? Oh, I think Mavs in six or seven. Just okay. the opposite. Yeah. All right. Let's um, move on. My next favorite matchup of the Western Conference is coincidentally the three six between the Warriors and the Nuggets. Yeah, because he's about to eat. Except, like, I don't know, Draymond's back and the Warriors are just better uh, when he's on the floor. Kavon, I mean, I don't think the Nuggets, I think it'll be a close series. I don't think the Nuggets are going to win. Uh, Interesting. Kav- so, Kavon Looney's going to get sauced. I think the opposite. I do think the Nuggets are going to win this series. And I think it's going to be like, yeah, I think it's, they just have such a good chemistry going. I think that the Warriors have been good this year. Steph had been great and kind of fell off. Clay hasn't been himself since coming back. Like Draymond hasn't had enough time to totally recover and get back to being himself since, you know, being out for so long. I just think concerned with Clay Thompson, not, not in a bad way. I mean, like if I'm the, if I'm a Nuggets fan, or I play for the Nuggets. I'm concerned that Clay Thompson is going to come out in one of these playoff games and just be like, eh, "Today's my day." Yeah, and he's going to be Clay Thompson again. I mean, yeah, Game Six Clay is always on the horizon. Like I'm, I mean. I'm not counting that out. But at the same time, though, like he's not as much of a threat. And he has. It's not like you were going up against the same Splash Bros you went up against like four years ago. But no, going, absolutely not. But you're going against Steph, who any night is going to die here. Steph back. Is Steph not playing? I didn't know this. No, no, no. Steph, Steph is playing. I don't know. He just hasn't been himself. Oh, he is. Um, he, I mean, I know he's out. He's not expected playing. To, not expected to return during the regular season. Yeah, he's going to play. Re-evaluated. 
reevaluated in a week 10 days ago. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to, yeah, I think he's going to play. I'm assuming he's playing. Yeah. I think it's tough to bet against that. I think the shooting there is undeniable no matter who's guarding them. So like if the threes are on, it's going to be tough, but I think we're about to see some of the craziest Jokic playoff stats ever again. I mean, this is yes. probably the best matchup he could have had. It's a Jokic series. He's going to have 2020 every night and he's going to have at least six assists. Here's the thing, though, is I think we all agree that that's definitely in line. I think it's a question of what the other Nuggets do. Yeah. Who's going to step up and help him? Because he's going to get what he's going to he get. Has and other people need to take advantage. And it's not like the, the game Warriors plan, are... What are you saying? The say? game plan also might be like, why don't we just let Jokic have 20 and 20? Why don't we let Jokic have 40 and 20? And we'll still Let's win. just make sure no one else does anything. Which is what like, I'm how sure How hard is it to lock down Will Barton? Not, uh, not hard. Aaron, Aaron, <laughs> Aaron Gordon. Say that? Is Aaron Gordon going to go for 20 a game against the no. Golden State Warriors? No. no. It, it comes down to Nuggets defense probably then. Like, that's probably what this comes down to. And sure. and just how the Warriors shoot. Honestly. Mm-hmm. Like, I think if Clay is even like a fraction but, of himself, like that's a differentiator. I mean, Jordan Poole's been hot too. Right. I still, I still think this goes six at least. And you think, all right, so let's walk through it. Let's get a little. I don't think Jokic goes down without a fight. I think, I think I'm I'm going to go Warriors in six. Michael? Probably Warriors in six, but I don't want that. I want, I'm going, Jokic advance. I'm going Nuggets in seven. I think the Nuggets are winning this series. Um, I just like the way they match up. Like, I think they have a lot of versatility in their roster. And that's always been like a huge reason why the Warriors are so good um, has been their ability to go small and kind of run teams off the court. The Nuggets are weirdly equipped to handle that. And also like when the Warriors aren't as lethal from three as they have been, like it may not play in their favor to go that small. So they might want to try and match up a little bigger to, to neutralize Jokic. So I don't know. That's kind of why like, I, I, don't, I actually believe in this Nuggets team a little more than I think their seed indicates. Um, so I don't know. And also like on the off chance they get like, I don't think we're going to see like Willis Reed come out of the tunnel and Jamal Murray show up, but like, you never know. Like, I just think they, they could get, they could have a scorching hot series. Like we saw them have some pretty awesome playoff runs. Why, why not? That could easily happen again in my eyes. Sure. And I think they could take it. The Warriors are weaker right now. They've fallen off from that one seed earlier in the year pretty hard. So I don't know. Again. For, not that Jokic needs like a legacy bump, but for his narrative, this would be helpful. Like, oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think if he can win a playoff series, he's going to end up being a lock for MVP, even though people lock. already voted. Yeah, yeah, but that's the thing—they wait too long to actually give out the awards. Um, yeah. But yeah, totally. All right, so let's move on then. Let's assume that the the seven and eight in the West just stay the same, and it's Timberwolves at seven, Clippers at eight, Grizzlies, Timberwolves. I'm saying Grizz in five. Yeah, I'd agree. It's probably going to be a quick one. Yeah, I don't, I don't think there's – honestly, I don't even know if there's much to say there. I think the Grizzlies are just better defensively. They are like, – I think I think both of them play a very new-age, fast-paced, gritty-type basketball. And I think everything that the Timberwolves can do is just as easily done by the – uh, Grizzlies and right. on defense, right? Like, okay, we have Cat. Well, we have Jaron Jackson, or, or you know, we have John Morant, and I don't think D'Angelo Russell is nearly good of an athlete to stop 
Morant and Pat Bev, who we've mentioned, right? I think has a history with Morant and Morant's yeah. like <laughs> little man, you, you like you can't stop me. So yeah, exactly. So I, I do. I think that's a quickie. I want um, that to be proven wrong. I want that to be proven wrong, but it's I mean, yeah, I mean, I've been saying it since early in the year. Like I like this Timberwolves team. Like I think they're very fun. It would be nice if that series was like entertaining back and forth and went a little deep. Cause like, I think the, as Luke said, be, they're fun, fast paced teams. So like, it would be cool if that was a long, it's going to, it's going to be exciting basketball to watch. It's just the Grizzlies will win the games. They're going to win the games. Yeah, probably. That's how I look at it. Yeah, and um, every game, every game is going to be like it's going to be like one thirty to one twenty win Grizzlies. Yeah. every game. Yeah, and that's, then it makes it's not with the pot. We're we're speculating on the first round of the playoffs, but then like, is this the Timberwolves ceiling? Like, what the heck? Anyway, no, they're getting. No, better. they can keep going up. Anthony, if Anthony Edwards takes another step, they can continue to move up. It all the the future of the Timberwolves solely relies on Anthony Edwards, though. They're also in a good position because they do have a ton of assets. Like they have all their picks, if I'm not mistaken. Like they could really go. Um, they can make a move, right? So, right. I I actually do think cool. that they have they have a lot of potential. And if they want to pair someone, like maybe another disgruntled star shows up, and they want to pair someone with what they already have, I think totally. Work. I think there are rumors of Malik Beasley getting moved. I think he has a lot of upside. Yeah, he's a good shooter. And, so right. So I, I think they could move some pieces around. Um, but again, we'll 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 save that for the offseason pods. All right, so um, Grizzlies crush. Grizzlies Grizzlies win, and then I think it again goes without saying. Suns are going to beat the Clippers. Um, in four and six. I'll, yeah, I was going to say anywhere from four to six. Seat. It's not going seven. Realistically, I think seven. it's probably not going more than five. I think the Suns are such a well-oiled machine. I would be shocked if they drop more than at most two games. I think Ty Lue works in magic. Paul George is obviously a superstar. Um, the Clippers aren't a bad team. I just don't think they have the same chemistry that the Suns have. Yeah. So very similar teams. When you when, like, if you look on paper from the head coach through the whole roster, very similar. You know, they they play a similar type basketball culture is very similar. Things like that. So. I think it'll be a good series. I just think the Suns are such an elite team that I don't think anybody can hang with them. So yeah, I, th- I think so too. Um, so all right, no, I don't even want to waste more time on that. I want to get to the Eastern Conference. Um, okay. so we'll start in the middle again. We'll start with the four or five. We have Sixers or Raptors. Um, Matisse Thybulle can't play in Canada. cannot play in Toronto. So that is a factor in games three and four, and potentially six if there is a game six. I don't think that matters that much. I no. think this goes five. Six. Yeah. Six. I, I, really? I think James Harden is a playoff choker. He's also looked bad recently. Like, I don't he know if they're, if they're nervous in Philly. Um, I, he just like looks a step slow. Like, it's not really what I expected. And maybe the fat suit wasn't fake <laughs> this time um, when he was uh, forcing his way out of Brooklyn. But yeah, he just doesn't he doesn't seem like himself and that is scary. It's funny, it's not even the what's wrong with the Sixers that you know, why is the series going to be close or go six games in my opinion? I don't think it's because of what the Sixers lack. I think it's because of actually how good the Raptors are. Yeah. Which is um I mean, they're only the they're three games off of the Sixers in record. Like that's nothing. 
They had they, a great but the season. East is so even. Everybody is so even in the East. That's the thing. Like, it, like if you really look at four to one, it's hard to say which teams are better than others. It, I guess you can say Milwaukee is really good, but but the the Raptors again, like they they've outside of Van Vliet, who's a pure <clears throat> point guard who's doing everything right. You have all of these like Boucher. They have a fun brand of basketball. And Anobi. They're well coached. They're, they're, they're well coached. And they're all like long. They're all like long pterodactyl. They're all six <laughs> nine. Yeah. They and have it's, one. It's two, and they can shoot. And they and then on top of it, they're well coached and they pass the ball. It, yeah. So that's why they're, I think probably a little like I think you could punch James Harden and the Sixers in the nose really quick and like stun them a little bit. Potentially, and, and but here's the thing. What was that? If Villanova, was, if Villanova was an NBA team, it would be the Toronto Raptors. <laughs> That's actually a pretty good comp. Yeah, they don't. Yeah. Have, their tallest player is six foot nine, Chris Boucher. That's yeah. crazy. Uh, but I mean, like when you really look at their they their tallest player is only six nine, but they have six guys who are six nine. They have three guys who are six eight. They have two guys who are six seven. Right? And like it's not even like some of the but, other players they play are short. Then, at least the shortest player they play at six one. So we're praising we're praising this because it is unique. It's cool. It's very fun to watch. And honestly, like mm-hmm. it is smart. Like you just switch everything and you just you know play that type of defense. Who yeah, the gonna... f is guarding Embiid? Now you let Embiid go off, and you the same thing as the you... Warriors with Jokic. Is that what you're thinking? Yeah, you let Embiid have 35, 20, and four every night. And you just try your hardest to make Harden uncomfortable because if Harden scores 15 points a game, like who else is who else? Unless Tobias, Tobias, Har- Tobias Harris is not going to do it for you. Like we've seen him do it with the Clippers. He was pretty solid. Tyrese Maxey, I guess Tyrese Maxey could be a factor, but yeah, I, I, I think the Raptors are going to come out with an outstanding game plan. Oh, definitely. Um, I think that goes without saying. The right, only- and I think it's just going to make it hard for the Sixers who have in the past shown the inability to adjust to anything. So it's like, yeah, I I think the one thing with that though, is they don't have to make a tremendous amount of adjustments. You tighten your playoff rotation. So that way you're, you know, you're playing your better guys, bigger. You're talking about the Sixers, the Sixers. Like I I think if Embiid's out there playing 40 minutes a night, like they are going to win comfortably. And sure. I think the problem with your tallest person being six foot nine is Boucher is going to foul out. Siakam is going to foul out. Like they're all going to be in foul trouble the whole time. This is going to be hard to watch. To be honest, what happens if the? What? Yeah, I mean, I have a feeling there's going to be a lot of calls. What happens if the game plan by the Raptors is is do not foul Embiid. Whatever you do, do not foul Embiid. Then he goes for forty five a game. You're still going to lose. Yeah, the only way to stop him is to foul him. In most cases, I might be. I might be talking myself into. Sixers and five right now. I was thinking maybe Welcome. six. Welcome. No, I think it'll be Sixers and six. I want it to go six. I mean, I, I think, think it's also a rematch of the one where Kawhi hit the shot. Not yeah, that the no teams Kawhi are the anymore. same. Yeah, the teams are not even close to the same. <laughs> that feels like a distant memory. I know, but still, you got to figure that plays a fact. Like Embiid is probably thinking of that playing this team. And also, playoffs. I guess maybe people don't think about it as much as we showed, or maybe I'm overplaying it. But the fact that Thibel is not going to be in Toronto can make a huge difference. Yeah. I mean, he's so good defensively that he can easily be a factor. Yeah, for so sure. The way that the way the games are played in Philadelphia and the way the games in Toronto are being played might look completely different. And right. that might make it very difficult for the Sixers, who, again, have no ability to deal with 
uh, you know, hard, the yeah. changes of playoff basketball. They don't adjust and it'll happen again. Doc Rivers will fail to make any type of adjustment. All right, Luke. So what do you think? Let's prediction here. What is this series? I just, I just, the star power on the Sixers is too much to handle. It's going to be Sixers and six. Michael. I'll go, I'll go Sixers and six. I'm Sixers and five. So mm-hmm. we got a clean sweep there. We all agree. Think, Let's move okay. on. Let's I move on. Cool to, we're all giving the Raptors a game at least. Yeah. I mean, I think they're, they're, gonna get they're one. too good of an organization for that not to happen. Nice. Um, they're going to win. They're going to win two games in Toronto. Moving I'll on give to them a, one. Moving on to a sweep though. Moving on to a sweep. My broom is out already. The Bucks are absolutely sweeping the Bulls. The Bulls are all banged up. They had like, look, they had a great season. They honestly, they proved a lot of people wrong. They are not good enough. Like, I don't think they're taking a single game against this Bucks team. I had not realized that Patrick Williams came back, but he's yeah, played a couple games. Matter. Literally uh, does not matter to me. He didn't look good. I think the early hype around uh, DeMar, DeMar to Jordan. I mean, he uh, like should be in the MVP conversation without a doubt. They had a great if year. The Bulls, if the Bulls were still top three in the East, he should be in the MVP conversation. But the fact that they're not top three in the East means that he should not be in the MVP conversation. Yeah, because they completely fell off. And like they're just they just don't quite have it. They don't have what they need to beat a team like the Bucks. At absolute best, they're winning a game. Yeah. Like I could see some of these games being close. Like I, I do think they have a similar thing where they're, you know, they're pretty versatile. You could throw a couple different lineups out there. Um, the Bucs just have way too much. Like the Bucs are so good. The, they're gonna put Drew on you. DeMar, probably Middleton on Levine, Giannis on whoever. I think it'll be Middleton be... on I think it'll be Middleton on DeRozan and Holiday on Levine. Yeah, potentially. I mean, yeah, maybe, but regardless, it's still pretty good matchups. I don't remember exactly who the Bucks played. I don't remember. It might have been the Boston game. Last year? Oh. No, it was this year. It was like a couple of days ago. I was watching TV. And I think it was Bucks Celtics. And I was like, wow, the Celtics are going to win this game. And the Celtics are a good team. But then the Bucks uh, and Jason Tatum was out. But the Bucks subbed back in Holiday, Middleton, and Giannis. And it just like, it was easy. They made it look easy. They came back and they won that game. It's mm. an unstoppable group. Like, and they showed it last year. They're so freaking good. Three guys who do everything. They do everything. Anybody could be everything well. Drew right. Holiday is a very complete player. There's nothing that he is bad at. With that being said, I don't think there's anything that he's really great at. Agreed. But that's yep. exactly that's exactly why when everyone was going crazy that they gave up um, they you know, gave him three picks or what else they gave for him in that trade. Um, they got a guy that got him a championship. They, don't be, they don't need him to be great at everything. Like he's just such a prototypical point guard for your, a team that doesn't need him to have the ball. Like right, he's the just your third he makes option. sure there's no weaknesses when when the Bucks play a lineup that has Holiday, Middleton, and Giannis in it. There really is no weaknesses. Whether yeah. they put a Baca out there or it's Lopez, where they're playing small and they have Bobby Portis, and, baby. Uh, Bobby Portis can get in there. <laughs> and don't it like doesn't him. matter who they're Allen. What? Like, I don't like him, but Grayson Allen too. Like they don't have a weak okay. spot. I mean. They do not have they a don't. weak spot. And they have, and so they the only the way you're going to beat them is with firepower. The, yeah, I mean, and the Bulls don't right. have enough of it. Yeah, 
I think the Bucks have. I think the Bucks are going to come out of the East. I just I don't think there's yeah. a team able yeah. to beat them. So let's go. No. Let's go predictions here, Luke. What do you have? I'm going to go Bucks in five. I think one of the games will be close, and I think the Lamar. stars that the the Bulls do have will end up winning them a game, whether it's Vooch or Levine or Demar. But yeah, yeah, Michael, Bucks in four. I agree. I think Bucks in four. I think it's going to be a lot like last season when they swept the Heat in the first round, um, mm. which that I didn't expect, and I was like, "Holy crap! This team could win a championship." I think they are going to erase this team. Bulls. Yes, um, I think it's going to be bad. Which is almost okay. good. Which is almost good for the Bulls because again, not for this episode, but go to the drawing board, not in a bad way. Like, let's oh yeah, they have they have changes. They need to tinker a little bit, but they have a good foundation. That's what I was saying. They it's had the a good first year. year they were all together. Yeah, exactly. Yep. It's the um, year that they needed. Levine's in a contract year. They've shown that they could be a top team in the East. Resign right. them. Bring in some other guys. It'll they'll have a better year next year. Yeah, a hundred percent. So, all right, let's move on now. And for argument's sake, I'm going to leave everything the way it is, except I'm going to say the Hawks well, get in and not the Cavs as the eight. Okay. Is that okay? I was going to say because we had this we had this talk at the beginning of the right episode. We're saying it's it's Brooklyn at seven, Atlanta at eight. Yes, I am. I'm comfortable okay. going with that. So let's say the seven against the two right now is Boston Celtics, Brooklyn Nets. Um, it's gonna be I don't awesome. even know where to, I don't know where to, you think it's going to be uh, awesome. Gonna be I don't think great, it's going to be close. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be a really close series. You think? And they're going to, they're going to play but a time lot of games in Boston. Kyrie, uh, Kyrie. He's like their defensive get, anchor. So who, who, Doesn't matter. who are the, Tatum's going to match up with uh, Tatum and Brown are going to match up with Durant. One of them is going to get the assignment. They're going to trade right. off. Both of them are good defenders and Marcus Smart's going to play defense on Kyrie. And obviously Kyrie and KD will still have 30 points, but they'll be slowed down to the point where the Celtics will be able to win a game. I think uh, a game will win the series. They'll win a couple of games. They'll win the series. <laughs> you think they're winning the series? Yeah, I think I think it's gonna be Boston in six Whoa, or seven. Oh no way! Wow, I'm yeah, shocked. I'm, I was expecting us to be in a very different agreement. Oh my no, god! I, you think Boston's winning this series? Yes. Wow. The okay. Nets are so dysfunctional. It's the same thing with the Lakers. Yeah, like, all right. But, but I, I think it's so it's such a circus. It's it's a act. It's a theater, right? Like it's yeah. catering to Kyrie and Kevin Durant's. Genius, whatever it is which yeah exactly i i think i got on the phone with uh aunt Jean the other day we were talking yeah. about kanye west and i was like the dude is literally insane but people are willing to excuse that because he's a genius yeah which i think is wrong if you're insane you're insane like you shouldn't <laughs> yeah, but he, he was good at participate music. in society right <laughs> and it's the same thing with Kyrie and kevin durant i think kevin durant says things at times where i'm like i wouldn't want to be on a team with this guy no i agree with that and, and i think Kyrie, that's why harden just wanted out he carries yeah, and Kyrie, the way he acts, I just I don't want to be on the team with him. There's a and bringing in Ben Simmons, another guy where I'm like, I don't want to be on the team with a guy like that. <laughs> Although he's gonna play, apparently. He's gonna play in the playoffs. If he, look, if he plays, that's great. But There's I just too much I to figure out. Too much to figure out. I don't think they're a cohesive unit at all. Andre, I think there were reports. Whether or not Andre Drummond actually said this or not. The fact that Andre, someone reported Andre Drummond was saying that this is the only year he'll be in Brooklyn, 
that means a right. lot. Like there are like the guys who aren't Kyrie, Kevin Durant, and Ben Simmons don't want to be there, and that's going to lose in the series. Because Boston's yeah. going to come out. Everybody on Boston is a connected unit. They're going to come out. They're going to play great basketball. They're going to play together. They're going to win some games. I agree. I think I, I'm just going to go with it's going to be awesome to watch for sure. But I still think like push comes to shove, probably Kevin Durant finishes this finishes this one in six. I was I gonna think, say I was gonna say Brooklyn in six was my prediction. I'd like that. I'm going Boston in six. I like it, and wow. I think, I think that's it, fun. But I want to substantiate Luke and say that I think that could happen for sure. A hundred percent. I don't like I. You can't put it past Jason Tatum. Yeah. Not to. He's going to take another step. You know it. And Jalen yeah. Brown. When Jalen Brown needs to step up, Jalen Brown steps up. And you you think. Kyrie's not going to – how lethal and the fans are going to be to him. Oh, Kyrie, oh, yeah. Kyrie, will, Kyrie will have awful games in Boston. Yeah. He's going to be completely out of his element. People are going to be saying really terrible things it's to gonna him. Be epic. He's going to cry on the bench. With I mean, him. it's going to play off Boston Celtics in, in TD Garden. Oh, again. fans are going to get it like – it's banned from the stadium for life is what's going to happen. Yeah. People are going to do dumb but things, the, but it's bad. People are going to do dumb things and they're going to be idolized for doing those dumb things. Yeah. That's why this series is going to be insane. It's, it's like vintage. There's a lot of bad, a lot of bad blood there. Celtics will it's not also, allow us to win. It's also just like a fun, like if you take like a little time capsule, like you go back to the, the Garnett Pierce trade and you think of where these two teams have come in the last 10 years like sure. it is a pretty fun matchup to see them now in this position again. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I think it, it's definitely, it's much watched TV and I think it goes six games, but I think the nets are just better. I think for the same reason that in our conversation about the playing games before like Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving are just better. They are just better. I think, I don't know how far ahead I put Kyrie ahead of Tatum and Brown. That's my concern. Yeah, and the, that's true. And I think Kevin Durant is easily the best player in this series. Then Tatum, I would say. Yeah, exactly. And, but then, and then Kyrie, be a, I, I'd even debate Jim and Brown could be ahead of Kyrie. Okay, fair. I mean, fine. I think they're in the same tier. But hundred percent, they're both all stars. Yeah. Um. All right. All right. So we'll let's move, move on, on to Hawks. Heat Hawks. Heat I think. Five. I was going to say Heat and five. Yeah, maybe the Hawks get one just because if Trey Young goes gets nuclear again. Um, yeah, I mean, this is another one where they've kind of flown under the radar. And I think a lot of it has to do with like they've been playing with a ton of guys on injury throughout, like missing games due to injury throughout the season. Like I'm pretty sure, sure the starting lineup, like everyone has missed like 15 games. Like it's not, it wasn't like a comfortable season for them and they're still the one seed. They're pretty freaking good, and no one's talking about them. There's a difference between playing regular season basketball and playoff basketball, though. And when it really comes down to the playoffs, you have to look at who your stars are. And is Jimmy Butler and Kyle Lowry, an aging Jimmy Butler, an aging Kyle Lowry, are they getting you past a superstar tandem in Boston? Are they getting you past the Maybe. best team in the East in the Bucks? And even then, like let's say the Sixers are playing them in the second round. Are the Sixers that bad where they can't challenge the Miami heat is Joel Embiid going to get locked down by Bam Maybe. Adebayo? I don't know. I really don't. I, I, I appreciate the fact that the heat are the one seed. I think they're a very, they're a great organization, well-coached, but you know, top to bottom 
classy. It's funny, it's funny that's but... how you feel about them. I'm different. I look at them and the Bucks as the top two teams in the East by far. And I think they are in a tier of their own with the Bucks probably having an edge. But I put Miami I at three. All right, but that's not like I, I do think there is like a, a pretty steep drop. I, th- there. I think it's it's, it's like a Milwaukee going. What'd you say? What? Luke has a massive Celtics thing going. I do. I'm really big on the Celtics. I am they played not. great basketball in the second half. They had a lot to figure out. They're I missing Tyler Ward. Are... He was the reason they got so good. He was their anchor. I, yeah, they still have other guys that I feel like just because he's out doesn't mean they don't have the ability to play the same type of basketball they've been playing. Is it going to be as good? No. They probably could have made it to the Eastern Conference Finals if Robert Williams was still in. They're going to make it to the second round. I just I I don't think the Nets have enough. Like oh Andre Drummond, ooh, like please, yeah, you know. <laughs> uh, and Fine. it's not like they don't match up on the wings and the forwards. I, like I, they still have uh, Grant Williams who, who likes to play defense. They have they have bodies. They run lineups, and it's not like they're running lineups like the Bucks where they run lineups with their centers. You know who's on the floor with Giannis or is Giannis at center? Right? They run lineups with their forwards. They run lineups with their wings, and I think that's what the the nets are doing too and the nets just lack depth there yeah so, i mean i i definitely agree with that i think there is like a drop I off can, and i don't think the nets have it i think they'll win a playoff series like i think they're gonna beat the celtics mm-hmm. but that's the i don't think they will i i don't think they're good enough to get out of the second round where they're gonna end Let up facing actually, the bucks if the, but if the brooklyn nets were the eight seed instead of the seven seed would they beat the heat no okay no they got a good matchup they got a good sure. matchup in the Celtics that I think they can win, but I think the Heat would the Heat would win that series in six if they okay. had to face the Nets. Okay. I think the Heat are so slept on. Be, I don't I understand sure. why. I must if be the Heat. What? I must be sleeping on them pretty hard then. No. Like, oh my God, they're so good. I know they are, but I don't. Yeah, I don't know. If the Heat and the Celtics played in the playoffs, who would win a seven game series? Probably the Heat. Heat in how many games? Five for six. Okay. Am I crazy for thinking this? I think they are truly like it's gonna be. It's gonna be a Buck Suns finals. Let's just admit it. It is. It, I think that is ultimately what we're gonna see. I'd Thank be surprised you. if not. And I think Phoenix takes it this time. I don't. No. 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 You think? I don't know. We'll see. I think if the I Suns think... play anyone else, I think if the Suns play anyone else in the final, which I think is possible, I think the Suns get it. I think it goes seven. If it's Bucks Suns, I think it goes seven. I'd love another seven game series. Oh my god, it would be awesome. It'd be sick. I think. I think. I think it's going to be a good year in the finals. I think someone good is going to come out of the East and challenge the Suns. Ultimately, I think the Suns. I think the Suns will take it. Wow. Okay. It's just. It's just pretty historic in its own right. Like that's pretty. First, first, it would be their first win in franchise history. And Chris Paul's first, Booker's first, pretty much everyone's first there. Booker's going to average 40 in the finals. I would love that, but they're going to... Don't you figure they're sticking Drew on him? Doesn't matter. It's hard to score 40 against Drew Holiday. No, no, no. Not for Devin Booker. Yeah, I guess that's true. I love Booker. He's so good. Um, All right. So now that we have our at least first round and general finals prediction, want to switch and just do some year-end awards before any of the playoff series start. Who would we award them to? Because I know that it always like the lines blur and people are like, oh, he's doing this in the playoffs, which you're not supposed to factor in. So I want to just go through and just 
I'll, I'll rattle off. We could start with some of the, the less fun awards and get to, you know, the MVP last. We'll save that. Sure. Um, so let's start with most improved player of the year. Most Does improved. anyone have someone they think deserves it? Because there's an obvious choice. Um, but I think there's, there's like two or three that I think you can make the case for, for most improved. Couldn't it be Ja? I think that's the obvious one. He's taken such a superstar leap that how is it not him? But then you look at guys like pool. Well, pool. Yeah. But I was more thinking like Darius Garland going from like nobody last year to all-star is pretty impressive. Statistically the worst NBA player in the league. that played like a certain number of minutes, like the statistically the worst starter in the NBA. Right. And, and turned it around. And I think the, the, other guy and like I don't I don't think I would like really even loop him in, in the, into this is Dejounte Murray who was originally an All Star snub but he's basically averaging a triple double and like yeah they're in the play in but like he's kind of the reason they got there like he he carried the Spurs he's in a uh, small market best, though and not going to win you, and not flashy you, enough but I think it's between those two the Garland Dejounte Murray Dejounte Murray is definitely the best player on that team. But as the casual fan, you might know Kelton Johnson's name too, which makes it hard for me to say DeJounte Murray. Yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be Ja. I think it's his to lose, realistically. I'd sure. be surprised if he doesn't get it. Considering he like they went from bad last year to the were second they bad last seed. Year? I mean, were they not in the weren't they in the play-in? Like they were bad. They, they lost to the Lakers in the play-in, I think. Yeah. Mm. So I don't know. Like I, they finished. Sorry. I'm season. sorry. They lost to the Warriors in the plane, and it was such a good game. No, right. NBA right. 2021. Wait, wait, wait. No, 20 NBA 2021 playoffs. They lost in the Western Conference first round to the Jazz. What? Am oh, I they thinking? did get in. They did get in. I must be thinking of two years prior. I don't know what I'm thinking of. But fine. Uh, that jump though yeah. to be the two seed in the West now largely on his heels and realistically yeah. i mean they are the second best team in the nba let alone just the west mm-hmm. i Memphis think it's gotta grizzlies, be him grizzlies beat the warriors to make it that's right oh and then they lost the jazz in the first round jazz were the one seed yes that's right um all right want to go to next award now that i think right we agree it's probably jaw I'd say it's John. Okay. Six man of the year. Another one that feels a little obvious. It's probably like the true runaway of all the awards. Yeah, I couldn't really tell you. Six man of the year. Who are you gonna Tyler Hero? No. (sighs) I don't know enough, but you have a heat chub. I do. Yeah, but I mean Tyler Hero's been fantastic. Now I'm pulling up his numbers. Give me one second. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think it's that close if you've even you included Kevin Love in this. So I I have reason for defending Kevin Love here. Um, but no, Tyler Hero off the bench is averaging 20.7 points, uh, four assists, and five rebounds. How many games did he start? He started 10 of the 66 he played. 10 of the 66 he played. Okay. He qualifies. Yeah. I mean, looking through Twitter right here, right now. It's pretty uh, 
pretty biased towards Tyler Hero winning six man of the year. I, I mean, I think that's definitely where it's trending. I, I think it's happening. Once the buzz starts happening, I think it. But here's my counter to that. Kevin Love has been awesome for Cleveland coming off the bench. And just his role on the team, like they're not asking him to come in and just chuck and score 20 a game, which is all that's being asked of Tyler Hero. They're not asking him to play defense, whatever. Kevin Love does it all for this team. Like, and yes, his numbers are lower. He's averaging 13.6, 7.2 rebounds and 2.2 assists. Fine. Lower. But he's done so much for this team. Like uh, he's also shooting almost 40% from three. Like he's been so great. And I'm, I just, I think him accepting that role off the bench in Cleveland, which was, I mean, last year, no one would have expected that. Like, I just think, why are we sleeping on that? And like, yes, the, the award does typically just go to whoever scores the most off the bench, which is, yeah. it's, but then that's like, that's not the best six man. It's the best bench scorer. Like, that's what I, I've kind of been frustrated with the award for that reason, just for a while. Like, it's just, all right, who's going to be like a spark plug off the bench? Like, who's going to be a Jordan Clarkson or a Tyler Hero? Kevin Love yeah, should get it. I think scoring off your bench makes a huge impact. I And yeah. also like, when you think about a six man of the year, you kind of think about someone who doesn't necessarily start, but would finish games. When you, when you're, when the Cavs are in a close game, is Kevin Love finishing games? Depending. It was, it was, I think it was more situational, but. If, if the Miami Heat are in a close game, is Tyler Hero finishing the game? Probably. Over like Gabe Vincent or something like that, right? Well, I don't know. I mean, they also like they got Old Depot. Oh, by the way, with them being the ones Oladipo's getting back. Old Depot back, who just scored forty. Um, yeah, in like a GV game. But like, I don't. It, is Tyler Hero closing games? Because you're gonna have Lowry in, you're gonna have Duncan Robinson in, you're gonna have Jimmy Butler in, you're gonna have Bam in, and then maybe PJ Tucker, maybe Victor Oladipo. Okay, so maybe he doesn't finish games, but. I'd definitely be more confident in saying that Tyler Hero is going to be on the floor in a close game than I would Kevin Love. Maybe. I don't know. But yeah, I just, I think I'm upset that it's such a runaway because I do believe in, I would love to see Kevin Love get six man of the year. Sure. But I, th- I do. I think it's going to be Tyler Hero. Okay. I, I, I mean, just looking around very quickly, I, I'd probably agree with you a little bit. I think, I think it'll be Tyler Hero. Yeah. I mean, I don't think anyone else is even really in the conversation. I think it's really just those two and pretty much just Hero. All right. Well, let me, uh, I'm going through NBA stats here. I think that's a, I don't know if yeah. you guys do that. It's so beautiful, but. Oh, yeah. I love it. The, the filter is so great. The filters are really nice. Yeah. Um, while you're doing Jason, that, oh, well, you. Well, Jason Tate scored more points per game coming off the bench than. All right. But like, the Rockets were bad. He played right. one game off the bench. Yeah. No, no thanks. Uh, Jordan Clarkson. He's always, Kenny he's going to be like, he's going to be like the new Lou Williams, like always kind of. Emmanuel, mm-hmm. Emmanuel quickly. Come on, guys. Where's our New York? I mean, yeah, I would love it, but the Knicks sucked and Tibbs barely oh. played him. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Love's up there. He's 70 games off the bench. Um, Montrez Harrell, he was in the MVP conversation for a little bit. Yeah, no. Pass. <laughs> this is this has See, as much to do. This has as much to do with narrative as anything. Also, and yeah, like, it's gonna go to around him. him, like around hero. Mm-hmm. So, I, th- I mean, just looking at the guys who who come off the bench, it kind of has to be hero. I, I don't think anybody who's played 
enough games off the bench makes enough of an impact. I mean, like when you look at some of the numbers here, you know, or look at some of the guys who played a lot of games off the bench, like I would never do like uh, Valencia on the Warriors or Delone Wright, George Nier, Peyton Pritchard. Like these guys aren't. No, necessarily. they're not going to win the award. That's why it really is just I'm trying to give Kevin Love more hype than he deserves, he I think. But okay. I would like to see him win it. But no, I think it's Hero. All right, okay. let's move on. Coach of the year. It'll be Monty Williams. I think that's another one that because Tibbs won last year, undeservingly um, over Monty Williams, who should have won last year, it's going to be Monty Williams. But shouldn't it be Taylor Jenkins with the Grizzlies? Like, am I crazy to think be. that his performance coaching that team is more impressive than what the Suns have done? Yeah, but I don't know. I, again, I feel narrative first best record in the NBA. Like I mean, I guess, it. but then they have I mean, <coughs> Memphis is the second best, and Ja missed how many games? Ja missed like at least 15 games. How many games did Chris Paul miss? How many games did Devin Booker miss? You can make the same argument. If, if, I, yeah. if, if the Grizzlies come back and do something consistent to this next year, I think then it's his. But it's, it's Monty's. It could be a fluke this year. Like the Grizzlies just got lucky with their strength of schedule, or John Morant had an up year or something like that. Look at Tibbs last year, won the award. Yeah. That couldn't have been flukier. That was this New York. More, this feels more that's, sustainable. That's New York. This is Memphis. Oh my god! So that's why that's why this is happening. Yes. No. This is we, media we screwed Bonnie over. We screwed Bonnie Williams over last season. So we're giving it to him. That's what the Good. award is. Yeah. yeah, he deserves it. He does deserve it. But last year, not this year. The best coach this year has been Taylor Jenkins. He's just not going to win the award. I think it's not about who's the best. It's about I think that's that's, all, that's arguable. I'm over the voters. Let me vote. <laughs> I mean, Kevin Love, Taylor Jenkins. Think about, think about all. <laughs> My ballot would be hilarious. You could you could make this argument like this. You could you could you could make uh, like who's the league MVP every year? LeBron. Yes. And so I would vote for him LeBron every win, year. Then why doesn't LeBron win MVP every year? Because this league sucks. <laughs> how come? How come? If you're telling me. Coach of the year should go to the best coach in the NBA. Why isn't Greg Popovich winning the? Uh, I know, I know. Right? Fine. So, I can it goes, it goes it to the now. person who deserves it the most. It's going to be Monty Williams and then Taylor Jenkins next year. If the yeah, maybe I could see it. Yeah, but Spolstra is not even being really talked good. about, and the Heat are so good, and everyone missed time on that team. Yeah, yeah, it's just the way the narrative thing works. Ah, it's right I'm over now. it. I'm I'm happy for Monty Williams. I think he deserves it last year. I think if Tibbs doesn't win coach of the year last year, he's fired after this season. Whatever. We're stuck with him. Um, all right, let's move on because I think we all agree it's gonna end up being Monty Williams, and I need to just stop being a, a baby okay. about it. Um all right, rookie of the year. Scotty. You think? Uh, you think it's you think it's Barnes? Probably or Mobley. Think- it's Barnes or Mobley, and I think it's a coin flip. <sighs> You think I, there's a lot of there's a lot of guys you can make. I think there's there, there are three guys you can make an argument for. And I think it starts, I think in my opinion, it starts with Evan Mobley, who's made an impact both defensively and offensively. Averaging 15 points a game. We all know he can play defense. He does a lot of little things. But I mean, what Kate has done with the Pistons in the second half, he showed the, the ability to run an offense. He's played outstanding. 
And obviously you have Scotty Barnes, who's doing a lot of similar things to Evan Mobley, where he shows off his outstanding, well-balanced, well-rounded game. And I think the difference between Mobley and Barnes is that Barnes has more responsibility in that system. Right. Which and- is which is why I think Barnes might end up edging out Mobley. But when it really comes down to it, it's like who has the most responsibility and who played the best with that responsibility. And I think that's why you could also make the case for Cade. I mean, like I, I look at this and again, they only, it's a difference of five games. Like Mobley did miss that time, but sure. Scotty Barnes played five additional games. And as I've always just, I've, I don't know who coined the phrase, but the best ability is availability. And I think that's a factor. Five additional games of them both playing at their top ability is huge for a team. And I think that's sure. potentially part of the reason why um, Toronto ended up in the sixth spot and Cleveland the fell five. off so much. They're in the five. They're the... Toronto's five. Oh my God, Toronto's five. Excuse me. <laughs> Sheesh. Um, Which I think also, yeah. I know, I, yeah. I mean, Cleveland was like up in the two or three spot for a while. I mean, they were one at the beginning of the year, but that doesn't really count. Um, I think it were one. I think it'll be Scotty Barnes. I also just. I also think it's going to be Barnes. I think the buzz train leads me to believe that. Like the, you know, I think they're talking Mm -hmm. about it already. Right. I mean, I do. I think it's between them. Uh, Look, Cade figured it out towards the end of the year, but it just isn't enough. Like I can't imagine him getting into that conversation. You want to think about somebody who played well the whole year. I really do though. Like I would have a hard time picking one over the other and I would probably go Barnes, but I, I am not like sold on doing that. Okay. Yeah. All right. Let's move on. Let's get out of it. Let's get out of that. Let's go to, um, I guess defensive player of the year. Do we care about that? Uh, Yeah, we can do defensive player of the year. Giannis. I don't even think he's going to like, I think he's going to be like a first team all All defensive. But like, I think is it Rudy Gobert? It could be Rudy. It could be Marcus Smart. It could be Marcus Smart. I think it's like somewhere. It's like any of those four. It'll be anybody not named Rudy Gobert. Anybody who's first team all defense not named Rudy Gobert, and that's because Rudy Gobert's won what three in a row now, two in a row. Yeah, it's it's probably not going to be him. I'd be. It's not going to be him. And Um, also, I think there's a lot of again we talk about narratives and how Monty Williams is getting this because he deserves it. Rudy Gobert does not have a great uh, profile. I'm forgetting the word for it. It doesn't have the, doesn't have the best reputation around the league. Yeah. And I also just think the conversation is not really there for it. Um, My God. I think think what were you going to say? Well, I mean, I don't think it, it will be and should be Jokic. Or player of the year. No, I'm sorry for MVP. Uh, And I think, also, just because of who deserves it or like who they're talking about, I think Embiid probably would be sooner to get it than Giannis this year, which is dumb. Like, I don't know if it's dumb, but it's such a gray area that I think the consolation prize for Giannis will be the defensive player of the year. Interesting. So you're saying, okay, that that actually makes sense for just from a you know voting standpoint, but I don't know. I I could see it being. I'm gonna go with probably Marcus Smart. Would be my guess, but I don't love that either. Maybe Bam. I think it's any of those four we listed, but uh, 
I do think it's going to be like a weirdly flat vote where like someone's going to be voted first on one ballot and then like fifth on another. Like, I think it's going to be pretty spread out. Whereas like, I think in the past it's been Gobert on runaways or like Giannis on runaways. I think defensive player of the year this year is very. It's kind of boring to be perfectly honest. I like, I I don't feel like, well, it's also just because I don't feel like anyone like really has been like that true defensive stopper where it's like, Oh my God, we have to play them and we're facing this person. Like I haven't overly felt like that all year. Um, so, you know, I, I don't know, but I mean, looking at it, a lot of, some people say Gobert, some people say Giannis. I've seen a lot of Robert Williams. Time Lord. Um, and you guys are saying he's not valuable to that series. He is valuable, but I think they have <laughs> other guys behind him. So, yeah. um, yeah, I, I, I I can I can understand what Mike's saying here a little bit where they give Giannis defensive player of the year just to give him something. Yeah, I mean maybe. But all right, so with that, let's go on to MVP. Who do you guys think who do you think wins? There's some cases for a lot of people. I am going Jokic. It should I think I mean without him, that team is like very much a lottery team. I mean, I'm going to give my unbiased opinion here. Luka Doncic. Definitely not biased. Uh, but, like, he had such a slow start to the year. that so? Yeah, but if you look at the other guys in the conversation, when if you look at what Jokic has done, what Embiid has done, what Giannis has done, they've been consistent throughout. They've been good for the whole year, and I think that's enough to not give it to Luka. Yeah. Yeah. I think Luka finishes top five in voting, undoubtedly. It's I'd be shocked not- if he doesn't. Just not yet. There's a clear upper upper. Don't show up fat to day one. Is like literally. I mean, he was out of shape to start the year. Don't show up like that. And like Jokic does it too. And I know that. Yeah, but he's been even when he's fat, he's dominant. And uh, uh, not that it matters, I guess, but like, man, like Luca's really bad with talking to the refs and really bad with others. Like, I think those things Mm -hmm. actually stack up against you. Which, well, you hurt your team. He does get teed up with those tees. Like, I don't think, yeah, I think that kind of disqualifies you. I think the person who's really kind of getting not even considered in the right way is Devin Booker. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, I, but I don't know. He's not He's not going to get it, but I think. He probably won't even finish top five in voting. I'd no, be shocked. And it's un, it, it stinks because, like, he is kind of like deserving team, of it this year. He is. He's been the best player on the best team. But when it really comes down to it, you think about the other players on that team and what they've done. Yes. He is but, not the clear cut leader on no. that team. No, you can't, when you look at you, you can always make the argument for Chris Paul being the leader of that team, the leader, but, and just generally they're, you know, a good, it's a good system. It's part of why my MVP is going to yeah. win coach of the year. MVP which, is the leader and the best player. Right. Yeah. Yes. So, 100%, which is well, why I, I think it is a, I think it truly is a three horse race. I think it's seen Jokic. I think it's seen Embiid, and I think it's seen Giannis. Yeah, and then I think you yeah. have guys like Booker, Doncic, Ja, DeRozan, who all have had great seasons and like and have led votes. their team to like. DeRozan's not going to get any votes. No, fine, maybe not, but I think that those are guys who are at least in the conversation. Maybe Jason Tatum but, too. You can make the case, but it's the three. I think it's those it's the three of them. It's really what it boils down to, and so I think it's a matter of your preference. I think Embiid has been dominant in his own right. I wouldn't be surprised if he wins it. I think what Giannis has done, particularly in the back half of the season, has been some of the best basketball I think uh, we've seen him ever play. 
And if he's already won a few MVPs, if he's playing better than he ever has, like, how does he not win another one? And you and put then, that, you put you, that, the, the Nets game, that Nets game the other week was oh one of the best regular season basketball games I've watched in a long time, too. But I guess. So um, then you for someone. I think it's good. And then Jokic, too. I mean, you look at what he's done, he's dragging a team of, of misfits almost. Like, and yeah, they're only the sixth seed. I mean, they're not bad. Don't get me wrong. No. They're not, they're not as good as they could be. I also think, uh, right. So, uh, no, they're not as good as they could be. And the other thing, Jokic leads the NBA in like every advanced stat. I mean, he, and I know that's not like a big sell to a lot of people. It matters. And it's a good indicator of who's good and who's bad in the NBA. If you're in the lead no. in every single one, come on. The advanced stats are there for a reason, right? Like you have to, the reason why these advanced stats are created is for people who really care about the game and try and break it down to the numbers and want to make good decisions. They create these metrics to evaluate players outside of a standard box score. They, it, it, they try and combine a little bit of the eye tests. It's like, okay, this guy looks like he's good and he's contributing to winning basketball. And they put that into a number. And I think it makes a huge difference. I, it, it, it comes down to narrative, as we always talk about. When I think about the top three guys, and I agree with you, it's going to be Giannis, Jokic, or Embiid. When I think about Embiid, I just I don't feel compelled to vote for him. I don't know if you guys feel the same way. Well, I think the way that the Sixers have played since the Harden trade um, has not it just been inspiring. Make you feel good. Right. And so I think that's enough for him to get docked a couple first place votes, which I think will make all the difference. Sure. So I actually think he's going to come in third. I think it's actually now Giannis has sprinted up and is going to vault Embiid, and it's going to be between him and Jokic. I think it'll be Jokic and Embiid, Giannis. Yeah, I, I do. I and think we all agree it's probably going to end up being Jokic, though. The only reason why Embiid finishes ahead of Giannis is because Embiid gets more first place votes than Giannis does. Yeah, but Giannis receives yeah. much, Giannis receives like every second place vote, but Embiid's going to receive some first, and he's going to receive like all the other thirds. And right. I think Jokic is just unanimously going to be the first choice. Interesting. I don't think it's going to be Almost that unanimously. clear. I think it's, I think it's I think going to be a weird be... thing where the Jokic camp has him one and Giannis two, and the Embiid camp has Embiid one and Giannis two. And I think Before that's going to be where it gets weird. I think I think another thing to point out is the very interesting fact that all three, the top three candidates for MVP this year are big men. Yeah, it's fun. I guess Giannis is a forward, but when you think about it, like, Embiid's definitely a center. Jokic right. is definitely a center. And when you look at the past 15 years of basketball, the best players on the teams haven't been the, big men. The last, wings. the last center scoring title was Shaq. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun. I mean, like, I, it is a unique MVP race. And, like, normally you, I feel like it's never this spread out where you could really make a case for multiple guys. Like, it, it has mm-hmm. kind of been a runaway the past few years. So, I am excited to see what the vote tally comes out to look like, but personally, I hope it's Jokic. I think he deserves it, but I wouldn't be shocked or upset if it's any of the other guys. Okay. Yeah. Um, now, Oh God, I'm looking at the time. We've been on here for a while. This was a I believe it. serious, but we were over, we were overdue. The season ended. There was a lot to talk about. We kind of had to grind this out. Yeah. It's a little pray. I don't think there's anything preview. wrong with recording a long episode. This was, this Who's was listening? Long. Who cares? I feel like we should just record. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. This was a, blast. <laughs> this was a good one. Yeah. Um, but all right. 
So this is the Hoop True Podcast. Thank you for joining and tune in next time.